Welcome to Lessons Learned and Lessons Shared with yours truly, Lady Contessa, CEO. Now that we're here together, let's get into these letters. Gonna share everything I wrote. We're talking about giving inspiration to real life situations. Just everyday lessons you wanna know. y'all it's me lady contessa ceo with my very first episode of lessons learned and lessons shared before i get into the reading of this letter entitled you are never too old to make a difference let me say this i am ticker pink aka ecstatic to present to you this podcast which has been in the making for a little while I decided to do it this way where I am reading my letters to educate, inform, inspire, empower, entertain, and arrive, etc. Doing it this way allows me to be committed to doing it on a consistent long-term basis because I don't have to be bothered with putting on makeup and styling my hair, wig, extension, or what have you. Also, do pardon any external noises because I live in a busy neighborhood and the walls are somewhat paper thin, which picks up unwanted noise. You may hear cars, buses, trains, big trucks, little trucks, raising of the motor, blowing of the horns, mowing of the yards, children playing, dog barkings, you name it, even mouth noises while I'm reading. But try not to let that distract you from listening and learning from the info presented to you. And I will pretend I don't hear it (laughs) in order to get this letter read. I am going to do what I make it do. Additionally, there will be another letter coming after the first one. So stick around to hear the reading of it. Anyway, without further ado, let's get this party started and get into the reading of this letter entitled, You Are Never Too Old to Make a Difference. How about that as a truth that needs not be ashamed? It's a common misconception that as we get older, our opportunities for growth and change become more limited. But I firmly believe that this couldn't be further from the truth and the truth love will set you free. I'll compile a list of 20 things, but there are more things that you're never too old to do when it comes to making a difference in your life from pursuing a new hobby or interest to starting a business or writing your memoir. By the way, a memoir is a book that you write about your own life, typically focuses on specific events, themes, or periods of the author's life from the past that you feel is of interest to share. There are countless ways to challenge yourself and find fulfillment at any age. Somebody needs to say, show you right, right there, show you right. (laughs) I'm waiting. 
Anywho, there are many people who are in their 50s, 60s and up who think they are too old to learn something new. One common reason is that they may feel they have missed their opportunity and that they should have learned it earlier in life. And let me tell you like the TIS, a.k.a. the TIS, I am sure enough guilty of feeling that way once upon a time. People may also feel intimidated by the learning process, thinking it will be too difficult to learn something new at their age. Additionally, some may worry that they won't have enough time to become proficient in their new skill or hobby. Another reason is that they may be stuck in a fixed mindset that assumes that their abilities and intelligence are predetermined and cannot be developed further. This mindset can lead to fear of failure, which can be especially daunting for older individuals who may be more risk averse. There may also be societal or culture factors at play. With older adults feeling that way, they are no longer the target audience for learning opportunities or they will be judged for trying something new outside of their perceived age group. It's important to remember that age is just a number. (laughs) Yes, it is. Well, that depends, okay? And uh, the brain has the capacity to learn and adapt throughout life. Learning new skills and hobbies can actually have positive effects on cognitive function, overall well-being, and quality of life. It's never too late to learn something new and to challenge yourself to grow and develop as a person. So moving on, here are 20 things that you are never too old to do when it comes to making a difference in your life. Number one, pursue a new hobby or interest. There is no age limit on trying something new. Number two, learn a new skill. Whether it's a language, a musical instrument, or a technical skill, it's never too late to learn, which means that I need to get back to learning how to play the guitar. I bought a guitar like some years ago, and I started learning how to play it, but eventually I stopped because it was a little bit time-consuming. And I had other things to do in the uh, the grandkids. They about tore it up. But guess what, y'all? I am going to get back to it. Number three, travel. Exploring new places can be an exciting and fulfilling experience at any age, which reminds me of a woman that I met not too long ago. She is 53 years of age, and she said that she went on a trip by herself out of the country. There were supposed to have been a few other people who went with her, but uh, they backed out. They backed out, and she said that she went on anyway because she had paid the expense and everything else. So she went on by herself. She said that she truly, truly enjoyed herself. And I tell you, that was such interest to me. And we talked about a few other things, and but it was just good to know that you don't have to wait around for someone else to go with you to wherever you want to go. Sometimes you can do things by yourself solo, okay? So with saying that, don't put off living if you want to travel just because you don't have someone else to travel with you. Their circumstances may be different than yours. So go ahead and travel solo if you must. Number four, volunteer. Giving back to your community is a great way to make a difference and meet new people. 
Number five, go back to school, whether it's for a degree or just to take a few classes. Continuing education can be a great way to expand your horizons. And listen, don't be concerned that you just may be the oldest one in the classroom. You can learn from some of the young ones and some of the young ones can learn from you. Don't let that stop you. Number six, take up a fitness routine. Exercise has countless benefits for both physical and mental health, and it's never too late to start. Number seven, start a new career. Age shouldn't limit your professional aspirations. Do you hear me? Age shouldn't limit your professional aspirations. Number eight, pursue a dream you always had. Whether it's writing a novel, self-help book, how-to book, or starting a business, it's never too late to go after your dreams. Number nine, it's never too late to start a new relationship. Whether it's a romantic partner or a new friend, it's never too late to meet new people and form new connections. Number 10, make a big move, whether it's across town or across the country. Changing your surroundings can be a great way to start afresh. Number 11, take up a creative pursuit. Painting, writing, photography, or any other artistic endeavor can be a great way to express yourself and find fulfillment. Number 12, get involved in politics or activism. No matter your age, your voice, and your actions can make a difference in shaping the world around you. Number 13, mentor or tutor someone. Your life experience can be invaluable to someone just starting out. Number 14, focus on self-improvement. Working on yourself, whether it's through therapy, meditation, or other methods, is always a worthwhile pursuit. Number 15, take care of your health. It's never too late to adopt healthy habits and take care of your body and mind. Number 16, start a business. Entrepreneurship isn't just for the young. You have valuable experience and skills that you could make for a successful business. Number 17, learn to cook. Whether it's for your own enjoyment or to impress your friends and family, cooking is a skill that can be developed at any age. If that is something you would like to make a business as in cooking, do it. Okay, just do it. May not always be easy, but it can be done. Number 18, take up gardening. Growing your own food or cultivating a beautiful garden can be a rewarding and fulfilling hobby. Number 19, start a book club or discussion group. Sharing ideas and engaging with others is a great way to keep your mind sharp and your social connections strong. And last but not least, it's never too late for you to write your memoir. Your life story is unique and valuable. Why not share it with the world? Writing your memoir can be a fulfilling and another rewarding experience at any age. It's important to remember that just because you haven't done something before doesn't mean you can't do it now. Whether it's learning a new skill or starting a new relationship, there's no limit to what you can achieve if you set your mind to it 
Of course, it's not always easy to step out of your comfort zone, especially as we get older. But I truly believe that the rewards of taking a chance on yourself are worth it. So my dear friend, I encourage you to explore the possibilities and trust in your own ability to make a difference in your life. You are never too old to learn, to grow, and to find new sources of happiness and fulfillment. I believe in you and I am here to support you every step of the way. Anyway, thanks to Tria for tuning in to the very first episode of Lessons Learned and Lessons Shared Podcast with Lady Contessa CEO. I certainly appreciate it to the moon and back. Be sure to subscribe if you feel inclined to do so and our uh, come back to visit me when you can. Okie doke. Until we meet again, love. Ta-ta. You're watching Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared with Lady Contessa, CEO. I bet she's got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Lesson Learned and Lesson Shared with Lady Contessa, CEO, and that would be me, yours truly. It's a pleasure to bring forth another informative letter from my Listen, Learn, and Listen Shared Vault entitled From Chaos to Calm, Tips for Being Organized in Your Daily Life. So let's get into the reading of the letter. Let me pose a question to you. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and stressed by the clutter and chaos in your home? Do you find yourself constantly searching for misplaced items or struggling to keep your living space clean and organized? Well, I've been there and done that and is still finding my way out of this icky, sticky, stressful situation. If you find yourself likewise, it may be time to consider the benefits of being organized around the house. Let me tell you something. If you didn't know, you will know now that being organized around the house can bring numerous benefits to your daily life. From reducing stress and anxiety to saving time and money. How about that? Saving time and money. That is right up my alley. The benefits of being organized are many. By developing good organization habits and systems, you can create a sense of calm and order in your living space, making it a more enjoyable and fulfilling place to be. How about that? Being organized can have a multitude of benefits, both in your personal life and in your professional life. Here are some of the key benefits of being organized. Number one, reduced stress. Being organized can help you feel more in control of your life, which can lead to reduced stress levels. When everything has a place and you know where to find things, you will feel more relaxed and focused. Number two, increase productivity. 
When you know what needs to be done and have a system in place, you can work more efficiently and get more done in less time. How about that? Number three, better time management. Being organized can help you prioritize tasks and make the most of your time, which can lead to better work-life balance and more free time for leisure activities. Oh my word, leisure activities. I love that, y'all. Number four, improved mental clarity. When your physical space is organized, your mind can be clear and focused allowing you to think more creatively and effectively. Number five, greater sense of accomplishment. When you accomplish your goals and complete tasks in an organized manner, you will feel a greater sense of accomplishment and self-worth. How about that? Being organized can really impact your self-worth for the good or for the bad. Okay, how about that? Number six, improved relationships. Being organized can help you be more dependable and reliable in your personal and professional relationships, which can lead to stronger connections with others. Number seven, increase confidence. When you feel in control of your life and surroundings, you will naturally feel more confident in yourself and your abilities. Number eight, reduce clutter. When you are organized, you will have less clutter in your physical and mental space, which can lead to a more peaceful and calm environment. Number nine, better financial management. Being organized can help you keep track of your finances and stay on top of bills and expenses, leading to better financial stability and security. Number 10, improve health and well-being. An organized life can lead to better sleep, less stress, and improve overall health and well-being. Number 11, increase creativity. <laughs> when you are organized, you have more mental space to explore new ideals and pursue creative endeavors. Number 12, enhance memory. When everything has a place, it's easier to remember where things are, which can help improve your memory and recall abilities. Number 13, more efficient decision making. Being organized can help you make decisions more quickly and effectively as you will have the necessary information at your fingertips. Number 14, better work performance. When you are organized, you can better focus on work tasks and produce higher quality work, which can lead to increased job satisfaction and opportunities. And last but not least, improve quality of life. Ultimately, being organized can lead to a higher quality of life as you will have more time and energy to focus on the things that matter most to you. Now, on the flip side of that same coin, let's talk about the stressors of being disorganized. Here are 15 ways that disorganization can cause chaos and stress in your life. Number one, Difficulty finding and locating items. 
Being disorganized can make it difficult to find things when you need them, leading to frustration, wasted time, and even missed opportunities. Number two, increased risk of losing important documents and belongings. When you are disorganized, it's easy to misplace important papers, keys, and other items, which can lead to lost time, money, and opportunities. Number three, wasted time searching for lost or misplaced items. Disorganization can lead to a cycle of wasting time searching for lost or misplaced items, which can negatively impact your productivity and quality of life. Number four, feeling overwhelmed by clutter and chaos. Disorganization can make your environment feel chaotic and overwhelming, leading to stress and anxiety. Number five, difficulty focusing and completing tasks. How about that, y'all? Being disorganized can certainly lead to uh, difficulty in focusing and completing tasks. A clutter and disorganized environment can make it difficult to focus on tasks and complete them efficiently, leading to procrastination and lack of productivity. Number six, increased risk of procrastination and missed deadlines. When you are disorganized, it's easy to become overwhelmed and procrastinate on important tasks, leading to missed deadlines and negative consequences. Number seven, increased financial stress from late fees and missed payments. Being disorganized can lead to missed payments, late fees, and other financial stressors, which can have long-term negative impacts on your financial stability. Number eight, reduce physical and mental health due to clutter and chaos. Living in a clutter and disorganized environment can have negative impact on your physical and mental health leading to stress, anxiety, and other health issues. Number nine, difficulty entertaining guests or hosted events. Disorganization can make it difficult to host guests or events in your home, leading to embarrassment and social anxiety. Number 10, reduce enjoyment of living space. Living in a clutter and disorganized environment can make it difficult to enjoy your living space, leading to dissatisfaction with your home and surroundings. Number 11, strained relationships with others due to disorganization. Disorganization can lead to strained relationships with friends, family, and co-workers, as well as negative impacts on your professional and personal life. Number 12, difficulty achieving goals and pursuing dreams. Disorganization can make it difficult to achieve your goals and pursue your dreams, leading to a sense of stagnation and unfulfillment. Number 13, increased stress and anxiety from disorganization. Disorganization can lead to increased stress and anxiety, which can negatively impact your mental and physical health. Number 14, difficulty feeling in control of your life. When you are disorganized, it can be difficult to feel in control of your life, leading to a sense of powerlessness and dissatisfaction. And last but not least, number 15, 
reduce overall happiness and well-being. Being disorganized can have negative impacts on your happiness and well-being, leading to a lower quality of life overall. So, as you can see, there are many benefits to being organized around the house and many stressors that come with disorganization. But the good news is that with a little effort and dedication, you can create a more peaceful and fulfilling living space. How about that? Anyway, thanks to Trill for tuning in to Lesson Learn and Lesson Shared podcast with Lady Contessa CEO. I certainly appreciate it to the moon and back. Be sure to subscribe if you feel inclined to do so. And uh, rah, come back to visit me when you can. Okie doke. Until we meet again, love. Ta-ta. You're watching Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared with Lady Contessa CEO. I bet she's got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you, so don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. Got a lesson for you. Got a lesson for you. Don't you go nowhere. Welcome back to another Lesson Learned and Lesson Shared episode with Lady Contessa CEO. So come on and let's get into the reading of this letter entitled Secondhand Smoke, A Silent Threat to Children and the Sick. This is an issue that I feel strongly about. Smoking is harmful to everyone, but it is especially harmful to children and individuals with asthma, allergies, and other ailments. Even though you may be aware of this fact, it is essential to reinforce it because the health consequences of secondhand smoke cannot be overstated. If you have 10 minutes or just a smidge bit more to give ears to this letter, pretty please oblige me. And let's take a closer look at the effects of secondhand smoke on different groups of people. Firstly, children are more vulnerable to the harmful effects of smoke because their lungs are still developing. Exposure to secondhand smoke can lead to a higher risk of sudden infant death syndrome, SIDS, asthma, ear infections, and other respiratory problems. In fact, it is estimated that secondhand smoke causes 150,000 to 300,000 cases of bronchitis and pneumonia in children under 18 months of age in the United States each year. Additionally, children who are exposed to secondhand smoke are more likely to develop behavior and learning problems. Let that marinate. Let that marinate. Okie doke. Secondly, people with asthma and allergies are more sensitive to environmental pollutants and exposure to secondhand smoke can trigger asthma attacks and worsen allergy symptoms. This exposure can also increase the risk of developing respiratory infections, such as bronchitis and pneumonia. In fact, it is estimated that exposure to secondhand smoke causes 38,000 deaths 
from heart disease and 3,400 lung cancer deaths among non-smokers in the United States each year. I am talking non-smokers. Thirdly, smoking around others with chronic health conditions can be detrimental to their health. Individuals with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, aka COPD, or heart disease can have their symptoms exacerbated by secondhand smoke. The same can be said for individuals with cancer or autoimmune disorders. Fourthly, smokers need to be sensitive to the effects of smoking on pregnant women. Exposure to secondhand smoke can harm both the mother and the unborn baby, leading to premature birth, low birth weight, and SIDS. Additionally, exposure to secondhand smoke during pregnancy can affect the baby's brain development and increase the risk of developmental delays. Fifthly, smoking around pets can be harmful to them as well. Secondhand smoke can cause respiratory problems in pets, and some studies have shown a link between secondhand smoke and certain types of cancer in dogs and cats. Okay? Sixthly, smoking around others can also be a nuisance to non-smokers. I can vouch for that because it certainly makes me short-winded. The smell of smoke can linger on clothing, hair, and furniture, making it uncomfortable for non-smokers to be around smokers. Exactly. Seventhly, smoking around others can be a fire hazard. Smoking materials are the leading cause of fire-related death in the United States. Smoking in bed or in areas with flammable materials can be especially dangerous. Eighthly, smoking can be a costly habit, not just for the smoker, but for those around them. The cost of cigarette can add up quickly and the financial burden of smoking-related illnesses can be staggering. In fact, it is estimated that secondhand smoke costs the United States economy $5.6 billion in the medical expenses and $10 billion in lost productivity each year. Ninthly, smoking around others can be a bad example, especially for children. Children who grow up with smokers are more likely to become smokers themselves, perpetuating the cycle of smoking-related health problems. Both of my parents smoked, but thank God my sisters and I, we didn't pick up that bad habit, okay? Tently, smoking around others can also contribute to air pollution, which can harm the environment and lead to health problems for everyone. Eleventhly, smokers need to be aware that smoking around others is not only harmful, but also disrespectful. That is so true. You got people who will just walk around and come around you smoking and won't even ask if it's okay. And even if you ask me, the answer will still be no, it's not okay. It shows a lack of concern for the health and well-being of those around them. Twelfthly, smoking around others can also lead to legal consequences. Smoking in public places where smoking is prohibited can result in fines and legal action. Thirteenthly, smokers need to understand that quitting smoking is not only good for their health, but also the health of those around them. Quitting smoking can lead to improved health outcomes for everyone, and it can also set a positive example for others. Fourteenthly, smokers need to understand that quitting smoking is not impossible. There are many resources available, such as nicotine replacement therapy and support groups, that can help smokers quit successfully. And of course, some people have quit cold turkey and have never gone back to that bad habit. 
but it just depends on you, the person, and on how committed you are to being successful in quitting smoking. Fifteenly, smokers need to be aware that quitting smoking is not just a personal choice, but a choice that can positively impact their entire community. By quitting smoking, smokers can contribute to a healthier and safer environment for everyone around them. Sixteenthly, smokers need to understand that the effects of secondhand smoke are not just limited to physical health problems. Exposure to secondhand smoke can also lead to anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues. I remember someone told me, well, he's a trucker, and he said that there were some truck drivers that he was communicating with, and they told him that they have picked up the habit of smoking because they need to stay awake while they are driving. And of course, that goes for anybody who's driving. You need to stay awake. But they picked up that smoking habit to stay awake. It's something about the nicotine in the cigarette, even though that is not healthy. But they picked up that bad habit. I don't know if they thought it out. Maybe they could have thought about picking up a good habit that won't be hard to break. Well, I don't think anybody wants to break a good habit. (laughs) But they picked up that bad habit, but I guess to them, you know, it was the most easiest thing to do, and uh, they did it. And also, I remember a woman told me many moons ago of a young guy that she had a sexual rendezvous with, and she said that he was a young guy, but she said that he could not keep an erection. Oh, because he started smoking at an earlier age. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, when you smoke like that, eventually it clogs up the arteries. Okay, though, it clogs up the arteries and it will have an effect upon a male keeping an erection. And maybe a lot of men may not associate that. A lot of males may not associate with not being able to sustain an erection. They may not relate it or correlate it to being a smoker. Okay, but anywho, I just thought that I would throw that in and I would come back and talk about that at some other time. Okay, dope. Number 17, smokers need to recognize that smoking around others can create tension and strain relationships. Oh, yes. Non-smokers may feel uncomfortable and frustrated with the smoker's habit, which can lead to conflicts and arguments. 18, smokers need to understand that their smoking habit can also affect their job and career prospects. Many employers have a strict no smoking policy and smoking can impact job performance, particularly in jobs that require physical stamina or mental sharpness. 19, smokers need to be aware that smoking around children is not only harmful, but can also be illegal. In many countries, smoking around children under a certain age is considered child abuse. Oh, wow. And can result in legal consequences. And number 20, smokers need to understand that quitting smoking is a journey that requires patience and commitment. It may not happen overnight, but every small step towards quitting smoking can have a positive impact on their health and the health of those around them. Secondhand smoke is a serious issue that cannot be ignored, especially around children and individuals with asthma, allergies, and other ailments. 
The health consequences of secondhand smoke can be detrimental and far-reaching, affecting not only the smoker, but those around them as well. It is crucial for smokers to be aware of the effects of smoking on others and to be sensitive to their needs. Quitting smoking is the best course of action, not only for the smoker's health, but for those around them. It may not be an easy task, but with the right support and resources, it can be achieved. Let us work together, love, to create a smoke-free environment for our loved ones and communities where everyone can breathe easy and enjoy good health. Anyway, thanks to Tria for tuning in to Lesson Learned and Lesson Shared podcast with Lady Contessa CEO. I certainly appreciate it to the moon and back. Be sure to subscribe if you feel inclined to do so. And uh, come back to visit me when you can, okie doke. Until we meet again, love, ta-ta. Thank you for tuning in to Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared with Lady Contessa CEO, where we always have a lesson for you. See you next time. Every experience is a lesson learned. And every lesson is an experience.